I'm Derek T. Dingle, and this is Chasing Success. Nearly half of all jobs that currently exist will vanish within two decades. This according to an Oxford University study on the future of work. This could be especially devastating for African-Americans who could see unemployment increase to more than 20%. So with rapid advancements in automation and artificial intelligence, how do you stay relevant in your career and in business? We're joined by two experts on the future of work and what is needed to meet the challenges ahead. Jesse Jackson is the Chief Learning Officer at J.P. Morgan Chase. Kim Gregory heads Chase's Talent Development Program. Both are key to the training and education that keeps more than 240,000 J.P. Morgan Chase employees in over 60 countries on the cutting edge. Thank you for being with us. Well, Derek, first I want to say thank you so much for having me here today. It's truly a pleasure to be here with you, Derek. Kim, let me start with you. What can we do as employees, entrepreneurs, and producers of our own careers to better prepare for the future of work? When I think about the future of work, I think we would all agree that the world is changing at an incredibly rapid pace. And with that, the work that we do will need to change and to meet not only our work will need to change because of technology, but because of changing customer demand. And I can't stress enough the importance to everybody we're talking to today about knowing your talent and helping them gain the skills they need to remain competitive as a business. The world is shaped through organized chaos, and you want to continue to evolve with it. So we all know that skills have a shelf life. So when we think about perishable skills, they tend to have a shelf life of, of about two and a half years and then durable skills about seven and a half. So you think about perishable skills being those skills that are all about the job someone does. So the, the things people need to know to do their day-to-day -day job. But when you think about durable skills, durable skills are those skills we used to call soft skills. And it's things like design thinking, data literacy. It's all those things that we need to be effective across an organization. And think about that difference. Seven and a half years versus two and a half. Given the dynamics of the environment, is the shelf life going to shorten or is it going to stay the same? My opinion would be this. Technology is moving so quickly. And I think that's where your perishable skill timeline continues to get more rapid because technology changes the way you do business. Therefore, it changes the skills that your people need. The, the way that we make the decisions on changing it is by knowing what the skills are that our people need for the roles that we know are, are the hot roles in the firm. We've provided employees with the opportunity to get bite-sized, personalized professional skills learning at work right at their fingertips on their desktop. And, and they, of course, can get their functional training, and that's a part of being in whatever role they're in. But we've also provided employees with the opportunity to get degrees through our new education benefit program we launched. That program has over 400 choices that are grounded in fields of study that apply to jobs at the bank. Jesse. What are some of the key qualities that professionals need to succeed in a rapidly changing workforce? I would argue today that you know, we live in the age of acceleration, where technological innovations, both in terms of the number of them as well as the speed of them, are unprecedented. We shouldn't resist change. We should see how we can lean into it. And 
optimize those changes in a way that is accretive to the value we want to deliver as well as our career trajectory. So I think of this notion of being resilient, being adaptive. We understand from Darwin that the race doesn't always go to the fast nor the fight the strongest, but really the one that can be more adaptive to understand the nature of change, uh, to apply themselves, to optimize that change. Kim, I would imagine the pandemic has had a great impact on educational programs, especially with the emphasis on remote and hybrid work. So when I think about our internal education, we've been on a digital journey for a while, much prior to the pandemic, because it opens up the ability for you to bring more people and more efficient. So we've been on this journey. The pandemic helped us to move faster and innovate quicker. I do think that during the pandemic, we opened our eyes to the fact that people could learn virtually. And when you think about adult learners, it makes so much more sense to have adult learning programs that are, are available after work. And if you go that direction, you really understand how to do that effectively. It allows you to touch more people and provide more opportunity. Jesse, with the rapidly changing business environment, how have you upgraded your digital learning model to make your employees more effective, adaptable, and resilient. What is most interesting here is that in many respects, we live in you know, a millennial majority and other generation types that have grown up on these devices, right? In many respects, it changes the nature of the job in a way that makes it more you know, technologically modern interfacing with different programs, different applications, engaging customers, you know, leveraging different support tools so we can provide even more thought leadership. In order to deliver those type of capabilities through a pandemic where, you know, socially distancing required us to, you know, disband or not use conventional classrooms really required us to go all in. And what that means, at least to me, is um, how do we ensure that we are delivering our capabilities that allow our employees to consume them, uh, whether they are in a branch, in an operational center, in their kitchen at home, delivering it via capabilities that they can consume it on their device, whether it's a laptop, a PC, iPad type of device. How do you ensure this process is inclusive and equitable? We are very intentional, you know, to ensuring that we are not creating any blockers, um, you know, or uh, friction with respect to entry. And then we go even further than that. We really look to ensure that those employees, um, you know, not just from a diversity perspective, but also with a focus on the most junior employees in our firm are accessing our material, have an uptake on our material that they're getting pulled through in terms of not just accessing, but completing. We are tracking promotional rates, we're tracking engagement, uh, we're tracking um, our ability to retain employees and move them through career paths. So we really take this work seriously. And we certainly, uh, that there's a lot of value, you know, in tenure and having experienced employees. As part of the intention of the learning model to retain African-American employees so that they can eventually rise to the C-suite? Yeah, without question. And what that means in many cases 
is, you know, having them tell us, right, you know, what are the skills um, that you would want to build, um, what proficiency you believe you have with that skill, and us um, customizing via the technology we have and investments we've made in AI and machine learning, um, you know, actual learning curriculums to help them connect the dots between where they are and where they want to be, right? And then it's also ensuring that as a result of our breadth as an organization is that you know, we're um, also um, helping employees understand what are those capabilities and skills that are necessary in order to move into uh, specific jobs and then providing them the breadcrumbs that say, this is how you move from point A to point B. Well, Kim, share with us the value of your partnerships with colleges and universities, especially HBCUs. So we partner with field education and they really help us to execute our education benefit program. And it was very important to me as we went through and selected the partners who would uh, deliver our 400 programs that we had diversity in our schools. And in those 400 programs that are both degrees and certifications, we have HBCUs embedded in our network and available to all of our employees to take advantage of. I, I think that was important as we look at statistics that tell us our Black employees would be more likely to go back to school if we have an HBCU that they can attend. But again, our HBCUs, along with all of the institutions, those 400 degrees and certifications, are available to all our employees because it goes back to giving the employee the choice for their, that where they would like to go. We are planning to continue to build that out in 2022 that would help people build these skills they need to be ready for the future of work and the roles that will continue to evolve. Kim, Jesse, thank you for joining us. This has been a fascinating discussion. For more information on driving an equitable future, visit jpmorganchase.com slash impact.